0: And so, with the cup held high, the leave Croke Park, All Ireland football champion for 1949. All oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. <laughs> Dimpsey hits Darren fair Anthony Finity comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hit Infinity.
1: Hello listeners and welcome to another edition of the We Army podcast brought to you by Davy Risman and Mickey Brennan. I'm Davey Risman, I suppose, you know we've been we have been saying at the start of each podcast over the last four or five weeks that we haven't we don't have much to talk about and whatever in the GA front, but we did find plenty. And then all of a sudden this week comes up and this could be a fairly long podcast. Well, there was nothing until Friday.
0: <laughs> it
1: all just came to pass. Then over
0: the weekend, uh, little did we know, and it. it's been, probably it's fitted in well with our timing of the podcast because it's still, um, between the awards and Congress, I think they're the two major talking points from the weekend. And then from the week, obviously, I think the uh, Jersey podcast that we did has been a massive bone of contention with a lot of people. Um as has a couple of other things, but yeah, huge, huge amount to talk to. And I don't think we'll even bother with Netflix this this week, Mick.
1: No, I don't. I don't think we have time for Netflix this week. And um, so we will, uh, we will we, we'll just get stuck into it straight away, David. And I think the best thing to do is maybe start with something that you mentioned already. And that's the Ladies Awards. Um, absolutely brilliant to see so many uh, girls and ladies from me being represented uh, nationally uh, at, the, at the All-Star Awards. And... Um, Brilliant. So I was just, the one thing I was disappointed uh, on the awards, I really I really thought that Vicky, uh, Vicky Wall's goal was goal of the season, um, but it, it went to Amy Mackin.
0: Yeah, the magnitude of the goal and everything, Mickey, I, I just thought it was the best goal I've seen all year, not just in the ladies' capacity, but in any yeah. capacity between club, county, lads, ladies, whatever you want to say, it was the best goal I've seen. And then you factor in it's an all Ireland final in Crow Park and it's a, at a really really crucial time. It wasn't as if me were cakewalking it or anything, I just thought everything like that should be factored in when you score a goal like that. For example, we did it with Beano's. Do you remember when he got the goal against the Fiend at such a crucial time? Very similar yeah. type goal as well. Um, disappointed. I know it's not to be all and end up. That's one of the awards that's kind of nice to have. It, it, it obviously is nice to have, but the main awards, thankfully, obviously, player of the year. and um, and team, team of the year we had great representation in both of those
1: yeah I suppose you couldn't give uh Vicky Wall player of the year goal of the year um, shot of the year uh, point of the year you know what I mean like she, she did win everything and she made it into the intermediate team of the year um, great representation on that intermediate team of the year Monica McGurk uh, the goalkeeper from Mead making it in Emma Troy um, Megan Thine uh, Myro Shocknessy Emma Duggan Vicky Wall and Stacey Grimes as well from the, the Mead team. So seven, seven represented Mead on that team of the year. And I suppose like when you look at the the male All-Star team, you know, they do usually make it up from mostly from the winning team, which I don't think is fair. Um, I thought this was a very, very fair reflection on the intermediate championship and, and the players that stood out this year in the ladies' football. I had
0: a more cynical view on it, Mickey, as you, as you probably think. Um, as always. As always, yeah. Because I I look at the, the lads team of the year, you know, the all-stars team of the year, and naturally the dubs have 10 to 12 players in it, you know, on any given year. Um, And I was a little bit disappointed there was only seven of the me girls put in. And I know that's that's probably been a bit greedy. But as you say, normally the team that wins it makes up, you know, two-thirds of the team. And I thought Avian Cleary was absolutely outstanding all year for yes. me. That, like, I was... I was shocked she wasn't included in it. The other one that I'd probably say was hard done by was Sean Ennis. Now, I do know that Fiona Claffey from Westmead was their captain and, and uh, talismanic figure in, in the team. And, you know, Sean had probably just come up against her and maybe lost out. And obviously, Westmead were were great value for their few um, inclusions as well. But they'd be the two really big hard luck stories, I think, from a Mead perspective to miss out on the team.
1: Yeah, 100%. Uh, definitely they, were, they, they would have been touch and go. I'm very unlucky not to get into the to, to the team, um, and like I suppose again, like Mead me, dominated nearly every game they played. Bar I think it was the Clare game, wasn't it? Um, you so know, the, the, so the Clare game was was okay. It was down. Oh, sorry, in, it was in, in, the down in game. Round, yeah, round, round yeah, one, yeah. In round one, like you know, and apart from that, Mead really, really dominated every game. Whereas Westmead did have a couple of tighter games and whatever. So yeah, um, but look. We'll take the seven uh, as, we, as we march into Leinster Senior Championship and then, of course, on to uh, the All-Ireland Championship. But, uh, look, a great, great, great year for the girls.
0: Absolutely tremendous and really, really great for Vicky to cap it off with the player of the year. I don't think there was any major surprise at that, particularly when, again, you factor in her performance in, in the final. I know in the semi-final she was good, but she was carrying a bit of a knock. But in the final, we've seen, we seen her back to our brilliant best and it was absolutely brilliant to see it on the the biggest stage of them all on All-Ireland on final day and stuff. So um, she's realised her potential, as has a lot of the Mead girls. And, you know, th- that's going to give them a huge amount of confidence going into next year and, and senior football, as you say, Mickey, and what's going to be a Leinster final a- against Dublin this summer at some stage.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is indeed. And, uh, you know, as I said already, uh, it was Amy Mackin who picked up the um the goal of the year. She also picked up the senior player of the year. Um, but her goal in the semi-final against Dublin, was uh, uh, was was the goal that won goal of the year. I'm not being... I, honestly, God, when, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, when I say this, I'm not being biased, but I really do think that Vicky is really hard done by when it comes to that goal, because her goal was uh, outstanding. Uh, she catches the ball, nearly like Owen Mulligan, heading away from goal, out towards the 45-metre line. I think she even was over the 45-metre line. Turned and just ran straight through the defence, turned on her right foot and rifled it into the top corner. Like... David and um, if you ever scored one like that, um, we'd never hear the end of it. No, I'd retire there and then, Mickey. <laughs> um, she'll she'll probably
0: never score a goal like that. That's the that's the killing thing about it. And she scored the best goal she could possibly score at, on the biggest game of all time, and, and stuff like that. I, that's why I just think it's it's really really tough. But again, it's one of those nice to have awards. The main ones. We're obviously getting into the team of the year and obviously the player of the year. That's the pinnacle Franny player yeah. um, well, from a personal
1: perspective, you know. I'd say the biggest award of the year was winning the intermediate and getting up to senior. I'd say like that, that's, that's the only thing that they had in their mind. You interviewed Vicky earlier on in the year, Davy, and do you remember, like, nothing nothing was going to uh, be good enough for the, that, that group of girls only winning the intermediate. And that was, that was maybe before they even played down. But they, you know, was it, just or was it It was. To, it, was that, it was that
0: evening. It was actually yeah. the evening, the beat down and uh, by a couple of points. And, you know, they still had to play another round of the group. They still had to obviously play a semi-final and final then. But it, it was actually refreshing to hear. And remember us talking about that evening, Mickey, because so often you talk to any sports people and they're always saying, oh, yeah, next game, next game, all of this. They, yeah. they had it in their mind from the start of the year that they were going to win the championship and nothing, as you say, was going to stop them. And that's exactly what they did.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like you hear, you, you, you see uh, interviewers asking the player a question and it's like, uh, you know, can you see yourself in the chapter? We're going to take it one game at a time yeah. and you know, we're not going to look past uh, New York next week. It's Dublin <laughs> playing, you know what I mean? Like it's Mayo playing New York or yeah. Mayo playing London and we're not going to look past them, you know, and you hear all that crap. But yeah, it was refreshing to hear uh, Vicky Wall. And do you know what was brilliant about it as well? She She, she made the statement, but she lived up to it as well and she stood up and and showed her credentials right through the year. Absolutely brilliant. and delighted for all the girls uh, from Mead who are represented on that team of the year. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.R. Coyne and Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046-955-1910. Davey, we'll move on now to uh, Congress. And uh, Congress was held, and, um, you know, there's a, there was, I think it was 37 motions and thirty-seven motions were passed, um, as well, which is which is an interesting first time ever that it was done virtually. It was online, and um, looking down at it, there's a few major uh, calls, and I suppose the one that uh, we'll go to first is the big one. It is, of course, that the, the season is going to be split into. You're going to have uh, the county until July, and then from August. Right through till December, you'll have club, and, and that includes the All Ireland Club Championship as well, and um, which is absolutely brilliant. You know, players know now when they'll be playing. Now, I do believe that there's already been um, a letter of complaint sent in to uh, Crow Park from I think it is the, the Horse Racing Federation of Galway, and um, because they will have an empty stadium every August now for the Galway races. And Davey Rispin look, are you going to play Gaelic football or are you going to give up just so you can go to Galway? No, I, I
0: put in a motion actually to the Meade County Board to move the round of fixtures for the Bank Holiday weekend in August to actually <laughs> to, to Galway. So the games we played <laughs> over the weekend in, in Pierce Park. Neutral um,
1: venues, neutral e- venues. Exactly, exactly. And,
0: <laughs> um, but no, that, look, at that 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 would be a huge blow to a lot of people that love going to Galway. But yeah, at least, as you say, there is a bit of clarity around it eventually. And I don't think that's coming into... Well, it, it will come into effect this year because of the nature of the year. But I think from next year, that's when it really comes into fruition. Um, I, st- I still would have liked um, for this year to, to have seen the club, and, and it's something that I'm not letting go, the club getting the green light to go first. But, the, you know, it seems to be county first or whatever. But again, as you say... It it means that club players aren't going to be flogged for 10, 11 months of the year, Mickey. Do you know? They, they will be probably filtered back in around March time. They'll play their leagues in the Cups in, in good time and everything. And they know that come the last week of July, first week in August, regardless of how well or badly your county does, that's when you're going to be out. So, um, no, it's it's good to have some clarity. It's a long time in the making, but thankfully it's, it's finally pressed through.
1: Yeah, there's, yeah, look, I've seen a lot of people... Uh, online giving out saying that, you know, that means county players will be playing from October right through to the following October. And that's going to be like, it's, it's, it's going to be year on year for them, but like not every team is going to make it to the all Ireland final. Number one. Um can, I wonder if a, a county can start its club championship a little bit earlier. If they, if they go out and I, I don't know, second round or something like that of the all Ireland championship and they're gone in, in, in May, uh, do you know what I mean May, June early June so do they have to wait until the end of July to start their uh, championship maybe they do I think
0: they do Mickey yeah I, I think that's going to be the the communication given out that nothing is in no championship because you have to remember even if a county's knocked out that doesn't mean the leagues and cups can't keep going because they mm. would be anyway now obviously the county lads will filter back into the clubs and play that but like you're going to have football in May and June regardless of if your Perfect. county's in the championship or not so um. Yeah, I don't think that'll really have any effect to be honest with you and the beauty of it is that all of the championships will culminate or in and around the same time probably in September, you know mid to late September and then you can play your you know your uh, provincial club finals and club championships then after that. But uh, yeah, no well, it's, it's brilliant.
1: I don't think club championship finals will be played in September because if you're starting in August you, and you've got group stages, we'll say, like, and you've got quarterfinals, semi-finals, and finals, and two weeks in between. You've got hurling as well, mm. so you know you're looking at twelve weeks to run off a championship. I would say, which will bring yeah, you yeah. To sorry, August you could September. be still where it was before end of October. Yeah, end of October. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Depending on obviously, every county is going to be different in terms of numbers, but like speaking from a Mead perspective, yeah, you would imagine it to be October with our current. Structures in place, and indeed the dual aspect to to the championship in Mead as well, which is every second week essentially. So, mm. yeah, you would imagine that it would be October, and that, but I think that's that's still just about all right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm just trying to figure out then if, if it's the end of October, if you've got replays or draws or anything like that, how do you get your All Ireland Club Championship? I know a lot of people talk about the honour. I don't give the All Ireland Club Championship all that much um, emphasis myself. I'm neither not, do we clubs, I, but I, but I like I don't I, I like watching the final. Don't get me wrong, and I like watching the provincial finals, but I'm, it's not a big tournament for me, really. So it's not I don't think it's a great big. It's, I don't think it's a great tournament, really. Like you, do you, you,
0: you but do, you you've been there, right? Do, do you not look back on on your career now and um, say to yourself, i won the two championships." That's a little bit of a regret because I've spoke to several people who have won championships, and they say. When you get into Leinster, you want to give it a better fist and then you look back and a few years later and you're like, God almighty, we should have given that a better, a better crack than we did.
1: Yeah, but, but that's all right and fine saying that in hindsight, you know, because at the start of the season, you don't know if you're going to be playing Leinster Championship, Club Championship, you know. Yeah. So it's, it's a bonus, it's bonus territory. Now, the second year, we did give it a good rattle um, and we were very unlucky. And um, with, with, with Simon. Actually, we were lucky to both years. Mulligar, mm-hmm. oh yeah, Lomans. Yeah, Lomans robbed us, referee robbed us the second year and the first year, and that would have put us through to the semi-final. Um, and then uh, the year beforehand, it was road and um, uh, beat us by two points or whatever. So like, yeah, like there are small regrets, but the teams that really do well in any of the provincial championships are the teams who are dominating their county. Yeah. and are kind of preparing to win a club championship and preparing for, for, for a provincial championship. You know what I have, mean? Have you listened How to the you... Stephen
0: Bray interview, Mickey? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> because
0: that's exactly what he said as well. Um, he was saying that there are certain teams in, in different counties that have their eyes on uh, provincial honours before ball is even kicked in their own county that yeah. year. The likes yeah. of, we'd say, Leash and Leash you would have in in but even looking to leinster you know um the likes of rat new in in wicklow more often yeah. than not when it road are so strong and awfully um so yeah i can understand that Mullin exactly in mm. Mead, th- there isn't that i won't say it's that arrogance or that even confidence because you know how hard the championship is to win in mead so you can't take your eyes off that and then you celebrate it for what it is obviously and you don't really get the same preparation that maybe the team you're come up, coming up against do. Normans will be another one in, in Westmead that you come up against as well. Yeah,
1: like the thing about it is, is that those those teams that are that kind of go, right, well, we're more than likely going to win a senior championship this year, you know, they don't celebrate it because no. it was a foregone conclusion nearly at the start of the year for them to win it. Whereas in Mead, it is such a hard fought and hard won championship that, you know, you do celebrate it, and No, you don't. You don't stop celebrating it, making- You Don't stop because the community, even the community, like for Simonson, it was our first ever win in twenty uh, 15, sixteen, mm-hmm. and then twenty seven. You, you know, like so now twenty seventeen, the the celebrations were cut shorter, and uh, there was more focus put on the team after the game, saying, "Look, lads, you can you can enjoy this and you can celebrate," but Thursday we're back training, and that's yeah. just it. And, you know, so you've got until Wednesday to celebrate, Thursday we're back training, Friday we'll be doing training as well, so Thursday's just a run out, get the cobwebs off, and then Friday is back to training. And that's why we were able to give it such a good crack. But yes, look, it is, it, it's an interesting one, it's an anomaly. We're after going off on a sidetrack there. From, I was just thinking. From Congress, but um, yeah, and um, so that is your club and your county, <laughs> or your county, your club championship. Um, joint captain's gone, um, which is disappointing. Uh, because, you know, in a lot of clubs, there is uh, somebody who's probably not able to be involved with the team directly playing on the field, but give their life to a club and are given the position as joint captain. Um, And that's gone. So it's only the player who takes the field or whoever it is is that's named captain can, can go up and collect the trophy. And I think that's, I don't know why that is, I don't know what the thinking around it is. Um, I'd love to know why they've come up with that or why that is the, the re- what is the reasoning behind it? But, because it does seem like a bizarre decision.
0: It's a crazy decision. And uh, the, the lack of clarity behind it and explanation as to why they've come to the conclusion that this should come in uh, is nowhere to be seen, Mickey. And...
1: Uh- I thought I when I saw it, I thought it was just for this year because of COVID, mm, and that yeah. they would just just wanted one person up collecting the trophy. But this is not. This is this is ongoing. This is
0: yeah, exactly. And like only a few years ago, uh, the whole panel of thirty used to be able to go up and collect the cup. Okay, it was always the captain who lifted it, or the joint captains who lifted it. But you'd have the other twenty five lads jumping on top of them. Now it's it's completely diluted even more so now because of this and. Like even if there's other guys involved in the club, but like in a lot of clubs there is joint captains who are every bit as influential as each other and they deserve to go up and collect the cup together i have to, like I, I I kinda i I hope that that rule really isn't enforced and as people were saying what are what are they gonna do if if two guys go up and collect the cup you know what is going to be the sanction? They're not going to say, oh, well, that's that's it, hand the cup over to the other team.
1: I'd say that could be it, yeah, because the GA would do something. No, 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 you've lost that game, and now you hand the cup over. Yeah. But what happens if the opposing team, two players, go up to collect it? Do they give it to one of the beaten semi finalists
0: then? <laughs> Where does it end? Um, Where does end? Drop it out to the pub to the team beaten in the semi final <laughs> yeah. who are still <laughs> sopping over their pints from two weeks previous. But um, no, like it's it's look at it's ridiculous. I think and I, I do sort of have hope that that rule isn't enforced and teams can get away with it. A bit like other rules that have come in in recent years that aren't really abided by.
1: When, when you're when you're describing that there, Davey, all I can think of is Graeme Geraghty going up to receive the All-Ireland uh, Sam Maguire when he would captain me to, to glory. And it was on the podium on the pitch. And it was the worst ever uh, lifting of the Sam Maguire I've ever seen. It was just yeah. horrible. Because, you know, it was always synonymous with the Hogan stand and the crowd being around Behind you and the whole lot, like so, I always feel sorry for Graham Garry that he didn't get to do that in the Hogan Stand, but I'm sure he doesn't really mind because uh, he, <laughs> he, he, did right him. he did all right for himself. Did all right, didn't he? Um so a few more of the the rules that have changed. The mirror is gone, so uh, the manager's assistant or the team official or whatever whatever he is, I did the not selector. <laughs> Well, he, well he, is he is well, he, he's usually a selector, but he's named as the murphern. Yeah, he yeah, can yeah. run up and down the sideline, running onto the pitch and tell a fella something like that. I'm delighted with this because teams were starting to use this as a distraction. Um, and I saw it between Calvin and Donegal Gall in Bally Buffet one day. And Karen Lacey, uh, was it Karen Lacey who doesn't yeah, play anymore? He was the murph. Yeah, there. he was the murphern. Every time the ball went across the line and it was going out for a kick out he would run across the 20-metre line and he would just shout something to one of the Donegal players. But what it looked like was Donegal had four players in the full forward line or three players in the full forward line. So he would run. So And the the, the two full forwards, what they would do is they would push across the field into the full forward position and the corner forward position. And as he came on, it looked like to the goalkeeper that there was three players in the full forward line because his big was always yellowy green or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was very, very clever. And literally, they, they had worked it out. And it was every kick out. Just he ran straight across the 21, over and back, over and back. He ran further than most of the players on the field of that day. So he did. But he's well able for it. So I'm delighted with that one. And um, Now, when a kick out or a puck out has been taken, you're not allowed to wave your hands in the air. So uh, that's going to be a foul, which is an interesting one. Uh, I don't see... Uh, point in that, like if you're jumping up and down and, and whatever, but like waving your hands, like just giving a wave like that, like you're not even allowed to wave to somebody in the sand anymore, Davy. It? Uh,
0: it's pure goalkeeper protection, isn't it, Mickey? You know they are one of the most protected species in the game, and uh, this is just another rule to to back them up. But interestingly enough, the um the, the previous one that you talked about there about the Mare I think that's going to go against mead. Uh, we have an awful lot of uh, very fit Mayor is who love to run across the pitch. Donald Curtis, for example, f- for the senior team, uh, as you said, covers most more ground than a lot of the players do. Yeah. Um, I don't know what he's going to do with himself. He's going to They'll have to get him a bike to start cycling on because <laughs> he just won't know what to do on, on a match day. Joey Farley as well. I seen there was a bit of talk with John McCarthy on Twitter as well. Um, John was tagged and They were saying, what is Joey Farley going to do for the minors now as well? And John was what, saying, what that's John a massive blow mean? because... Joey, Joey nearly got a couple of interceptions last year. He got that close to the play. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it, it look for one, I ah, know it is. It's Even from a club player um, perspective, there's an awful lot of a goes on um, at club level. And it's it's much harder to police in club level. In county, you'll constantly have a fourth official or lino who, who'll be able to kind of rein them in somewhat. Um, w- with a club, it's just a free-for-all. And obviously, there's going to be yellow and red cards dished out so if you do it the first time it's a yellow card and if you do it the second time it's a red card and you're probably put to the stand or whatever so no i'm all for that mickey i think it's a good rule and it should make a big difference and put a bit better flow to the game essentially
1: yeah absolutely and and maybe you'll see a few more kickouts going to the intended players because it won't look like it's a crowded area anymore with all these mere fairness on the pitch um the sin bin um this now, we I thought this was just for hurling, but the cynical foul inside the D or inside the 20 meter line is going to be an automatic penalty and a sin bin for the player. Um, but on reading the rule, Davey, we've noticed that this is coming in in the, in, in the football side of things as well. Yeah, this is a bit of a gray area
0: now, to be fair, because
1: it says it's coming
0: in the football too, but initially it says it was just going to be rolled out on a trial basis for the hurling too, so maybe. It's just going to be done for the hurling this year on a trial base. And then if it, they agree to go with it, it's going to come in the football as well. But this is a really, really weird one because um, it, not just is it a sin bin, but anything that is perceived, the whole thing is perceived because it's perception of the referee, whatever way he mm. interprets it, um, from the D, which is about 30 yards out, you could say, right into the 21-yard line in. The
1: D, The D goes 35 yards. 35 ten, yards. Ten, 10 yards from the outside of the D to the 45 metre line. And in some clubs, it's even further. So yeah. it, is. it can be so, up to nearly 40. So you could be 35
0: yards out and you could get cynically fouled because you could be straight through and go and the fella take you out.
1: Yeah, but it has to be a goal scoring opportunity as well. Well, it that would like, be. Well, no, if there's, if there's three players in front of you as you're running. No, no,
0: but it, no, if you're straight through and goals and there's a fella comes from behind you and takes you out of it, if you're yeah. 35 yards out and there's nobody in front of you, that's going to be a cynical foul. Yeah, exactly, like we've, yeah. we've seen Toronto at for years from that sort of distance out, but that will be an automatic penalty as well as the sin bid. So mm-hmm. what people were saying is, you know, there could be five or six penalties in a game. They really could like, and that's just from 35 yards out. But when you get further in, generally speaking, goal scoring opportunities happen when a player gets inside the one-on-one with the keeper, whether that's 14 or 20 yards out, Um and they might be outside the penalty box, but that's not gonna matter a jot. So like that that's gonna be a really interesting one. Um for both hurling and football, but initially obviously for hurling, we think.
1: Yeah, yeah, initially for hurling, I'm, and I can't wait for it to come into the game, like I will be screaming so I will, like a girl anytime a fella touches me when I'm going through on goal, because I won't have the pace to beat lads. If I, I might get by a lad um and be going for goal 35 yards out, but 35 yards for me, you know, um <laughs> I mean, my, my mammy would, would probably get back in front of goals uh, quicker than I would, so she would put a defensive tackle in. But um, yeah, that's going to be an interesting one. We have to see if it's rolled out in the hurling and then comes into the football, or is it being rolled out in both um, uh, straight away? Um, new, new, newly elected president as well, Larry McCarthy from New York, Davey, and he has said that uh, on all committees uh, that going to be, there's going to be represent- representation from female and male background so like which is you know he's already coming in saying all the right things um uh, for the days that we live in
0: yeah absolutely and even this weekend mickey uh, gail colin kill had their uh, their agm and olivia ferguson was announced as their new chairperson out in the club which is a you know completely uh trailblazing i suppose exercise for gail colin kill Ruth chambers got the same job in waterstown just a couple of months ago, in there AGM, so it's it's more and more um, prominent now. The inclusion of, of both male and female, which is great in the game, um, and it's it's fantastic to see it. And um, the other the other rule I want to talk to you about, Mickey, before we move on, is um, the sixteen senior and sixteen intermediate uh, championships, which oh, are gonna yes. be made up, and yes, th- this it. is going to be hugely important for Mead in particular. With, with other counties, not so much because they're they're not as big, but for the likes of me, the Dublin and a couple of other counties, this is going to be huge. So at the moment, Mickey, we're operating with 16 senior teams, which is fine. Yeah. That ticks the box. But at the moment, we have 20 intermediate teams and we have 16 junior A teams because only, what was it, last year? Yeah, of course, last year was the first year that we decided to go all first teams, junior, intermediate and senior. No second teams. Good luck. That was it. But now... On the assumption of this, which, by the way, it doesn't come in until 2023. However, your regrading and your relegation promotion needs to be sorted by then. So, mm-hmm. to me, basically, what they have to do is they have to get rid of five from the intermediate over the next two years, this year and next year. Um, whether they do a mass relegation and they put the junior to 20 teams, there's nothing stopping them doing that. However, the junior turns effectively into the intermediate as we know it now. Um. And then it probably brings up the whole debate of reinstating the junior B and also reinstating the second teams. Because, again, if you have a 20 team junior A championship with five decent intermediate teams now coming down to junior A to play teams who are already getting beaten week in, week out as it is, that's going to open up another can of worms altogether. So just from a mead standpoint, that's going to present huge challenges and questions of, of our own committee and County board and that, but it'll be very interesting to see. And then there's the whole thing of, well, could they do an intermediate A and B with 10 teams in each? Susan Farrell actually suggested that on Twitter and not a bad idea in essence, really. Um, But that'll be a fascinating thing to see what way it pans out. To me, the easiest thing to do initially is to relegate two teams this year and maybe three teams next year from intermediate, and sort out junior A after that. Um, but that'll be really,
1: really interesting, I think. Yeah, that is going to be really interesting from a me point of view. And as you said, like um, putting t- 20 teams into your junior championship is not going to work either, so it's not. No. I do like the idea of, of having a maximum of 16 in the championship. Um, uh, I have to say, like I, I don't think we should have an intermediate championship with 20 teams or a senior team with any more than 16 up to 18, 19 teams like we did a couple of years ago. And then your junior championship should be 16 teams. I think they're going to have to relook, uh, uh, have a look at this again, and and revisit it, and and maybe reinstate the junior B championship. Um, you know, you could even you could even re- you you could have. I'm just trying to think. Could you could you stay with the first teams and have uh, a junior championship of twelve teams and a junior B championship of of eight or nine teams?
0: Yeah, you could. Um. I know a lot of second teams are going to argue the point that they'd much rather be reinstated themselves and have the opportunity to rise through the ranks again, because I know it is a big bone of contention that this premier championship just isn't the same for them. And I can understand that. Um, But, but, but yeah, it can do. But the whole thing only last year was that by giving everybody the opportunity to play a junior, a that to be playing to a better level and it'd be all first teams. But obviously this has come about now and, It'll, it'll just be fascinating to see what happens with it. I think there's a bit of work to do in there um, between sorting out intermediate and then subsequently um, arranging junior as best they arrange can. junior.
1: Yeah, that's why, and, and just as you say, like playing to a level that, you know, having, having a, all first teams in that junior, keeping it the same, having your junior B, mm. wouldn't it be great if you had a group of eight teams that were, you know, just not making it up to junior eight at, at the moment, but they were playing against each other at a level that they're at, as you, as you just said, like, you know, playing playing their own level. But having a chance to win that trophy each year, well... Not it's a,
0: year, it's like, a very good idea and one up, you know, one down kind of thing as well. You could still yeah. have a promotion and relegation, yeah, could, could definitely work, yeah.
1: Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Hooskvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.R. Coin and Sons, your local Hooskvarna dealer, have the full Hooskvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046-955-1910. Moving on, Davey, we'll go to our lotto. And, of course... We do this every week. Myself and yourself are um, paying into as many uh, lotos as we have been informed about that are still online. And, uh, you know, from the We Are Me team, we are hoping that we might even uh, pick up a jackpot or two along the way. Um, but uh, it hasn't been great for us so far, Davey. We had one uh, tree numbers, I think it was. Did we even have three numbers that day? Or did we no, just I think I was it was jip? just Lucky
0: Dip. <laughs> lucky Dip,
1: yeah. yeah. So um, uh, our number... Our numbers haven't come up for us just yet, but like you know, when they do, we'll be delighted. Uh, David, the lotto segment, um, I'm sure that the PROs have been in contact with you.
0: Yeah, uh, first one up is a fixture on a Monday night, and that's Menalbi GFC, which Jackpot is currently at 10,000 with a reserve built up of 4,100. There's, as I say, is every Monday night. You can play at that at manalbygfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Uh, Balnebracki, they had no winner of their 3,000 euro, eight, sorry, 3,800 jackpot plus the 1,500 bonus ball last week. So um, um, next week's one rolls over to 3,900. Um, Andy Smith in Dunshoclin and Royal Gales, there still hasn't been won. They had seven, Mickey, seven match tree numbers, all oh. getting 30 euro each. And I just texted Andy and I said, Jesus, you are dodging some bullets. So um, how that hasn't been won, nobody knows, but my hunch is that that's going to go really soon. So their next one takes place tomorrow night, which is March 1st, 8.30 live on Facebook. €30,000 of a jackpot, 8200 of a reserve that's built up. Um, next one is my own Core Town GFC, €5,700 jackpot. They we had five 20-year winners last Friday night and one trolley-dash final again. We weren't one of them. Um, draw takes place every Friday night live on Facebook at 10, 10 p.m. cartoonga.com to play it. Um, Oldcastle GFC, there's hit. 11,000 this Wednesday night Mickey um, another one of the big ones in the county up in North Mead um, you can play that one as well on the Club Force app Drum Barra GFC the most won jackpot in County Mead it was won three times last year Mickey um, and they're slowly but surely trying to build it up again but they must be afraid of their shite um, Monday night at 9pm live on Drums TV 1800 Gilcom Kill capped at 12,000 so theirs takes place again this Thursday night and um, Gilcolm Kjell GFC, Um, Kilmainham, their neighbours just out the road, 4,600 every Monday night. Minolte GFC takes place tonight, which is Sunday at 9pm, 15,000 on the button. O'Mahony's 14,150 euro up for grabs this Tuesday night at 9pm. Clonard GFC, every Monday night, live on Facebook at 8pm, a jackpot of four thousand. €500 Euro there. And I have one more on my list, Mickey, and it is your very own Simonstown Gales. And Jelly has took the liberty he contacted me this week, so he's swapping it around and keeping us both fresh.
1: He He contacted me as well. What, 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 what's Jelly at? Have Must to want two plugs, him. does he? I tell you, I don't know, but that doesn't sound like a nice uh, uh, act at all, so it doesn't. But uh, come on, I'll let you go with
0: it. <laughs> it takes place
1: every Friday night.
0: There was no winner of last week's uh, jackpot which is actually capped at 5,000 I thought that was a bit of a strange one Mickey isn't it?
1: Yeah it is but um, Simonson used to depend on uh, ticket sellers going out and calling to doors with the envelopes can't do that at the moment, they don't have a big presence online for the lotto, they're trying to get people onto the online lotto um, and until they do so it's they, they they just don't have the money, they're not making enough money off it But um, because I think Simonson's um, membership is probably an older membership
0: yeah, well, the poor town club there, uh, begging for your help. So if you're if you have a few pounds left over, play the Simon's Town Lotto online and get them up and running. But uh, that's all in my radar, Mick.
1: Yeah, and they have they they do have a reserve. I think it's at three or four thousand as well at the moment. And the lucky dip winners from last week were Alan Kavanagh, Colly Moore, and Harry Dunn. We've one left. And it is from uh, Declan Kinsler from Centralstown just letting us know that their lotto is 8,800 next Tuesday night, uh, the 2nd of March. And uh, the draw normally takes place every Monday evening, but it's taking place this next uh, Tuesday of next week. And um, they do have five lucky dip winners as well for 25 euro each, if it's not one. And the maximum jackpot is 10 euro, uh, 10, sorry, 10,000 euro, and it reverts back to 1,000 if one. So there's no... Um, I don't think they do a reserve there. The Lotto can be done online using smart the smart Lotto account. so get on there to do the same one. Davy, we'll move on now to our Instagram interactive, and uh, I think we've a lot of Instagram about our Jerseys podcast last week, Davy. We do,
0: Mickey. That was the first thing. So we set that out to the listeners on, I think it was Friday, to get their um, response to the Jersey podcast, which was huge. Um, And it evoked an awful lot of debate amongst the listeners. So the first one up was from Alan Moore, of course, in St. Bridgerton. He says, no complaining for me, top tier for a top team, he said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, He gets into my top tier and and, and he knows that it's a great jersey. Um, He gets into your top tier as well. In fact, both of us picked them at number five. So um, yeah, absolutely. Top tier, top club, top men. Um, and uh, yeah, what else can you say? Zach Griffin said,
0: Kells has to be higher, but a great podcast.
1: Yeah, it's probably referring to mine there. Um, I had Kells, I'm just looking down through my list again. I, think, I had, Yeah, between 10 to 20, was it? I had uh, Kells at 12. They were yeah. just outside my top 10. And, um, and like it it all depends on the day, it really does. Because, like, today, today I'm looking at that jersey and I'm going, I fucking love that jersey, that's in my top three today. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's all about uh, it's all, know, uh, not I'm at Simon
0: Sounds' expense, Mickey.
1: No, Jesus Christ, no, I was it was going to be uh, at Drumbarrows' expense, oh. yeah, but like, you know, it's all Kells, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> ted
0: lynch he said have you seen the black hole gales new jersey it's class lad i haven't and i just told him that fortunately we've got plenty of new jerseys into us in the last there's actually a lot of new jerseys going to be out there this yeah year, yeah but yeah. we hadn't seen them and we didn't include them because fair is fair and we went with the old jersey which was absolutely horrendous so
1: <laughs> no no just just you mentioned that did you see the new Beliver jersey I did actually, yeah, it was oh, <laughs> like, it. like honestly, it was it was my second, I think I think it was my second last pick, or it could have been my it could have been last. It was 58th in mine. and um, like it could easily now be in my top five. It is that nice of a jersey. I really, really like the new believer jersey. I actually tweeted them about it as well. <laughs> i have actually seen that.
0: Um <laughs> Adam T just said St. Vincent's were robbed. Gee.
1: Yeah, um, no. Again, um, they
0: have a new jersey, which is lovely, but the old yeah. jersey, not so the much old so, jersey. you know? Not so
1: much so, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Next one up is from Alan Nestor. He said, excellent, you redeemed your good name after the top 25 grounds debacle. <laughs> he see, wasn't happy about that.
1: Yeah, well, look, you see, the thing about it is, is that... Um, He's looking at the uh, the, the grounds. No, he's not looking at it the same way as we did. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. we were taking everything into account, not the surface of the pitch and everything. Mm-hmm. So, um, which can I just say will be a podcast eventually. We will it, be doing. It will. We will be doing the, the the playing surfaces of of every club in this county. Slain GFC just said unanimous
0: number one with a handshake.
1: <laughs> yeah um look it was both of us again the thing about this podcast as well there was no collusion and we didn't see each other's um jersey picks Um, before we started that was the first time when we started naming them that was the first time you heard what i had and that's why there was so much kind of question marks throughout the podcast on what Seriously, not hmm. that jersey. And I really didn't think we'd have the same jersey at number one because we were so different from let's say 10 to 50. To, from we'd 58 just, to, to Yeah, from 58 to 2. We were so different. Yeah.
0: Um B C said Dunhamer Ashburn's jersey. You used the hurling one question mark. And I says potentially. Again, I, I would have thought look, it looked it looked like the football one. Um, but maybe we didn't.
1: Uh um, I'm just going back and having a look at it here. Um maybe maybe the sponsor is different or whatever on that one. Um it's just a green jersey white. Yeah. It's still, it's still in the 40s to 50s for me.
0: Peter Duffy says not getting my thoughts. And I said, Well, your thoughts don't count because you're not a subscriber to the Loyal Riles
1: podcast. Oh. <laughs>
0: Boom. He was absolutely burnt alive, Mickey Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah I'd say, I, I'd, look, I'd say he's out in a uh, and in Navin there So he is um, with third degree burns after that one, definitely
0: <laughs> Well, I'm fearing uh, casualty as well with this one from Ronan Thompson He said, rumour has it Davy Rispin is wanted dead or alive in Balnabraki after his comments
1: <laughs> And you know what? I know. I've been speaking to Kevin and whatever a couple of times, Kevin Coyne there in the last week or two. And you know, they've great time for you over there. There's just a small, small segment of them, JV, I'd say that are out to get you.
0: It's, it's the first real roadblock we've uh, we've uh, come across in our um otherwise yeah. excellent early relationship. So, you know, hopefully we we can overcome it and, and we can move on from it. Um Jared Dillon said the hoops are iconic, not designed for non-athletes. Oh my
1: Oh, it was, that's it do you know they're, they're really not they're not flattering on a fella who might be carrying a little small bit of timber makes him look even bigger but um, that's why I just don't like that I don't like I don't like I don't like explain this I just can't can't do
0: it people people are struggling to resonate but we'll come back to it uh, Mark Kavanagh says Balnabraki's jersey description by Davey is totally wrong with an angry face so that's another I, angry Balna man
1: but don't they, they have a new jersey coming out? Don't they, they do?
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah,
1: see, that's what it is. I'd say that they're kind of maybe looking at the new jersey and saying that your description is completely wrong. Yeah, um, we're good, but we're not that good. Like, we, you know, it's still just a green jersey. I'm sorry.
0: Um, PS Tapes, the man himself says rumors about that there's a special core town jersey with a target on it after that pod. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's yeah. Other clubs have made that have, have put that jersey together. Do you know what'll happen is if a fellow walk out onto a field and uh, mark you and literally just stick a target on your uh, on your chest and say that's the jersey there, lads. That's the one. That's the guy that you need to get.
0: Yeah. Um. Next one up is from Robert Perfield, and he says, "Is the Pat's jersey not just the same as the Slain, but in white? Shouldn't be higher?
1: White and green." Yeah, it,
0: uh, that that's what I said, actually, in reply to it. I did say that, yeah, the design is almost identical. However, the colours don't work as well.
1: Yeah, and that's, like, I did have Sympaths at number seven. I do like that jersey. Yeah. It's a very, very plain jersey with the green stripe going up across the chest and going down. I do like it. It's just, yeah, it, it, gets, it gets to number seven on my list. But on Davy's list, it was a much it was way out, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, it was 17 or 18, Mick. It wasn't too bad. Really? Um Speaking of Mickey Brennan, anyway, Flash Gordon. Mickey Brennan's hate of Centralstown and his Simonstown bias.
1: <laughs> I don't hate Centralstown, so I don't. You're clear, they, do? hate, they hate me, that's, that's for sure. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I won't get into, into that. No, look, again, I just, I'd never liked the Tipperary-style jersey. Like, uh, we go through them, Summerhill, told Centralstown. Uh, that jersey was way down the pecking order for me really was I just don't like it some of my favourite footballers have come from Centralstown I used to go to watch Centralstown back in the 80s I do like the Centralstown Football Club and the just, only
0: reason you didn't join them was that because of the jersey or what was the more a Mora play yeah
1: why would I join them I was from Navin from right beside Simonstown
0: they didn't stop you in other places I wouldn't, Mickey I
1: wouldn't, I wouldn't drive I wouldn't drive past a club to join another club do you
0: you wouldn't have to drive past uh, a club would you
1: could
0: it be closer to you than Simon's Town where you are now at the finish? <laughs> I'm still living in Navajo. Uh, no, no, no.
1: Wouldn't be closer to me. Wouldn't, Wouldn't be closer
0: um, Jamie Flatterdy, you're you're under the cosh here, Mickey, with Jamie Flatterdy as well. Mickey Brennan's dislike for mm-hmm. green and gold unsurprisingly putting Simons Town third. Your people aren't happy with this. Simon's in
1: jersey is class. Simon's in jersey is class. Green oh. and gold. I don't like green jerseys. I don't like yellow jerseys. I, I, the the only green and gold jersey I like is the old eighty seven eighty eight Mead jersey. Um, I do like retro Mead jersey. I like a, an all green jersey with a small tiny little bit, maybe three lines. That like that jersey you're wearing there now, the, the moment, Davy. I like that one. The green three yellow stripes across the top. But look, green jerseys, yellow jerseys. I like the Drumbarrow one. It's all green, a little bit of red. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Jesus, but mm. and the Simonson jersey is absolutely class. I, I don't know I love blue I'm, I just love blue jerseys So, uh, so do I But
0: I, I still think it's It doesn't It doesn't get close To the likes of Oldcastle Like you had Oldcastle Old Way down
1: I had Oldcastle Like yeah Old they, Castle. they were near 20th Yeah well, sure, sure, What's wrong with that Oldcastle were 18th
0: yeah, like when you have Simonstown third, like Oldcastle is a nicer blue and everything. No, 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 no it's not.
1: It's not, it's not. You're,
0: you're on your own in this one, unfortunately, Brennan. There's not no. one person backing you up, but uh, someone who's backing up the Bracky argument is Simon Finn. And he said, trims red jersey and brown shorts don't look great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, they've done it again.
1: <laughs> oh, that is... That is you naughty boy. You naughty naughty boy. Um yeah, don't go to trim any day soon. Oh that's that's a burn. That is a burn.
0: Yeah, that 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 won't go down well at all now, let me tell oh, you. That,
1: oh, that is banter at its best.
0: The last one is from James McCabe and he just said in and Woods jersey with a shock face as in I don't know was he shocked with how badly I ranked it or whatever. So he says the only thing to do with it is get a picture of it, slap it up, and we'll do a poll. And the poll was fairly goal. fairly unanimous. I says good and bad. Thirteen percent voted for good, eighty-seven percent voted bad, and we had about four hundred votes on it.
1: And where did you where did you rate it yourself, David? It was right in the uh, middle there,
0: for me. There, there, there tier three for me, probably We're in the bottom who? 10, 15, Yeah.
1: Yeah, there were there were right smack in the middle for me. Um, Well, number thirty uh, out of fifty nine clubs because St Paul's as well. We put St Paul's just in the last bracket. We didn't have a proper um picture of the jersey, and I didn't mind the jersey. I didn't think it was too bad. But yeah, it's it's it just doesn't make your top ten. Doesn't make me bottom ten. That's the way I look at it. And it's just one of them jerseys.
0: Yeah, and again, I think they they have they have a new jersey hopefully in the pipeline as well. So like. When, when we revisit this, and we will probably this time next year, there'll be a whole lot of change around in, in that, I would say.
1: Yeah, I do, like already i said it, is going way up the pecking order. Like it, it, I think Beliver... Well, they couldn't could, get much lower, could they, now, to be fair? No, that, that's what I was going to say. They're, they're going to be the biggest climbers. It's going to be like mm. uh, Top of the Pops. They
0: the power rankings. <laughs>
1: the, rank the power rankings for the jerseys, yeah. And it just doesn't take as much work or effort to get it so far up. Is that the last question on the jerseys? That's the last question on the jerseys, Mick. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Autumn Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. pure coin and Sons local Hooskvarna dealer have the full Hooskvarna range of garden products. Visit us in store at Clonard County Mead or call us on 046 955 1910. Okay, before we go back to our Instagram interactive, Davey, um, for just general questions from our listeners, um, you have some news on some transfers that have gone through around the county.
0: I do. I have the list of signed transfer applications and agreed permissions to play in 2021. So um, these are juvenile and senior, by the way, I may add. So Waterstown to Town for football, there is two and they're both juvenile. Patrick Smith and Kevin Smith, I assume brothers, going from Waterstown to Town. Slain to Town for football, it's another juvenile one. It's Darren Angle. There's an interesting one any good servant for St Michaels out in Carlinstown, but he's moving to St Pat's so he's trading one intermediate team for another one which is interesting the two of them of course met in the championship last year and that's Kevin Casty so he's um moving and switching his allegiance to to St Pat's which is uh, which is an interesting one another juvenile one is Matthew Gallagher going from screen to Donshaughlin um Dundry to Donshaughlin arguably the biggest one it's one that we've already said in the podcast it's David Jennings of course the former Dundry goalkeeper he has moved to Dunshockland. He is living up there now and that as well. But that's a, that's a really good acquisition for, uh, for Um yeah. Dundry are also part in company with Brendan Macsare. Um, that's an adult hurling one. So he's off to Kilmessen from Dundry. Um, Dundry to St. Dalton's, uh, another juvenile one, Aaron Rodgers. Wolf Tones to Dundry for both hurling and football is Ross Hegarty. Uh, Longwood to Clonard David Ra- David Rowley who would be a fair addition now for Clonard I would say and he, he will certainly strengthen their hand um, Dunsany Kilmesson to Longwood for Hurling and Football this is Juvenile that's Mark Lee Dunsany to Kilmesson to Longwood Hurling and Football again Juvenile is Sean Lee um, obviously brothers again uh, Navadone-Mahneys to Waterstown for Football Thomas Russell that's another Juvenile one uh, where are we? with me Mick um next one is from navamati's or sorry it's from minnie gale's myla to Oldcastle. it's nathan gibney it's another juvenile one waters down to screen for football juvenile Ronan Keeley Longwood to the line for hurling that's Ross Healy uh, and the last page of them is Dunham Ashburn to St. Vincent's for football and that's Kevin Kevin McNerney. And the final ones on my list is Drumree to Kiltale for Hurland, permission to play under 17 for 2021. Presuming that Drumree mustn't have um, an under 17 team of their own, so they're getting permission to just go across for the one year, if that makes yeah. sense. Three yeah. players Malik Ryan, um, Ross Donahue, and Harry O'Dwyer. They're all juvenile ones for under 17 levels. So that's all the approved and signed transfers for 2021. David Jennings being the standout one, I, I would say.
1: Yeah, David Jennings is going to um, Dunshockland from Dunderey and uh, our friend Mr. Smith um, will be uh, shaking in his boots there, I'd say. Yeah, well, he's
0: already got Adam McDermott for competition and now he's got another one. So um, they, they're really spoiled for choice out in, uh, in Dunshockland for goalkeeper. So um, Andy might be refereeing a few more games than he'll be playing this year. <laughs>
1: oh there's a nice little needle for you uh andy but uh, i'm sure you'll come back to davy with something about that and that the cassidy one from uh, st michael's to st pat's that's obviously um uh, due to um location I, i'm sure because um it's, it's it's the far side of the county
0: yeah yeah and a great acquisition you know for for pats and he will definitely be in addition to them i'm sure kevin he's uh, you know, we served uh, some Michael's well down through the years, and I know Pat's have got a couple down through the years as well. Kieran Lynch, who would have played for Ulton's here, was on the Mead panel as well for a time. He moved across about seven or eight years ago for Pat to, to that direction over in St and and uh, been a fair addition to to them. But uh, yeah, decent one
1: as well. Yeah, Dunderry were busy in the transfer uh, window, team players coming in and out at uh, uh, juvenile, and most all. were going
0: out. To be fair, I
1: didn't see. I don't think I remember any going in. I think there was one going in, was there not? But, uh, yeah, very, very interesting uh, to see. Um, and that's that's it. There's no there's no other transfers at the moment, anyway. No,
0: well, they're the ones that are signed now. There is the whole thing about unsigned transfers that might have to be sorted at a later stage. I don't know what the procedure is with that, but they're all the ones that have gone through, essentially.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, that's it. And, uh, look, again, it's another one of those weird years uh, due to uh, restrictions and COVID and the whole lot. But uh, I'm sure... Once the football gets started again, uh, we, uh, we won't mind if there's transfers or not transfers as long as we're kicking ball. Davey, we'll move on and finish off with our Instagram interactive, our general Instagram interactive, not, not involving the jerseys, hopefully.
0: Yeah, from the old reliables. Well, there is a little bit of jersey, but we won't really dwell on it. The first one is from Deck F. Don, and he said, Who thought only one to accept a cup was an important issue? F.F.S.
1: Yeah, yeah, his his FFS was reiterated by me earlier on here. I I, I don't get it. Um, I think it's a, it can be a lovely gesture um, for somebody who's been a huge part of the club to be able to accept a cup um, with a playing uh, player from the team uh, as joint captains. You know, um, for instance, just John O'Brien with Nobber for me that stands out as as one of the most recent ones. And I thought it was absolutely fabulous. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I think they had three joint captains, didn't they?
0: Yeah, uh, Farlow, Brendan Heffernan and, and John, yeah.
1: John, so um, yeah, like, and we won't see things like that again. Like, You know, you'll have to go up, accept the trophy and come back down and do your photo with whoever it is that you want to join captain or whatever. Yeah, look, hopefully they'll revisit that and, and, and uh,
0: just say, look, that was a silly one. Sean McDonough has a couple of uh, questions. The first one is, honestly... The biggest success of 2020 was club first, and I, I, this is something that I've been preaching about for the last few weeks, Mickey. I, I just think it's an opportunity lost again to to run the club championships first.
1: But yeah, I, I agree. Um, I thought it was brilliant, and uh, I, I also, as well, thought that the fact that, uh, like when it was county second and uh, the latter part of the year, yeah. they were playing, they were playing on the best pitches in the country.
0: Yeah, you with know, lights.
1: And, with lights and the whole lot like and like uh, uh, and your All Ireland final has being played in Crow Park the week before Christmas on the best surface in the country. You know, whereas doing it this way, if we have bad weather come September, October, you know, your championship finals are going to be played in a lot of mud bats uh, or your championship mm. quarterfinals and semi-finals are not all going to be played the, in your premium uh, games. Yeah. Premium games. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like and I, I just yeah, I, uh, and as well as that, I think that the, the club players should be looked after first um, and that the county should come second. But uh, look, yeah, a perfect opportunity missed, as you said.
0: Sean also said delighted for each of the su- seven successful Mead ladies,
1: obviously getting into the team of the year. Yeah, 100%. We talked about them earlier in the podcast and absolutely delighted for them and and, and well-deserved. A uh, star
0: boy, which is Jared Goff, he said, to Mickey and Davy both buy the slain jerseys and uh I, I got in touch with Slane and I says, uh I assume they're on their way. And Slane just said they've been sold out since the podcast went out. The demand has been incredible out in Slane for the
1: jersey. Yeah, yeah. They're buying them all over the country, I believe. Um, and uh, No, look, it's a lovely jersey. I won't be putting it on, um, but it is a lovely jersey. <laughs> we said when we
0: go to Spain, Mickey, and a place like that, you can get away with wearing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: but, but nowhere in Ireland. No.
0: Uh, Eddie Kirby. Next up, and he said, new championship structure. Intermediate will see five teams drop.
1: Yeah, we spoke about that, and it'll just be interesting to see what way me Katie board look at this over the next couple of years. I personally would leave leave the your your your, your main championships as only first teams. That's just the way I'd look at it, and incorporate a junior B championship that only holds maybe eight teams um and they all play at their own level and when they win it obviously they go up to junior a and they're ready for junior a it wouldn't be a huge jump up yeah to junior a for a lot of teams you know what i mean like but again it gives eight teams an opportunity to win the championship as well so uh peter duffy he says make your full
0: forward from different players so i think he means make our ideal full forward from different players
1: yeah, uh, Kieran Donaghy crossed with Michael Murphy and Aiden O'Shea.
0: And a left foot of David Clifford.
1: And, and David Clifford maybe thrown in. Well, I I, I had uh, Aiden O'Shea in there for the left foot. I had uh, Michael Murphy for the right foot. I think Aiden O'Shea is left foot is, is he not?
0: Geez, I wouldn't, yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, be putting my life on him to kick you a lot of scores. Yeah, it? but so,
1: so the three of them and then throw in uh, Clifford just for his his ballerina skills as well.
0: Yeah, so um, geez, I, I'd have to have a think about that now. You could make a class full forward to be fair, or you could just say Mickey Newman and move on. But
1: called <laughs> you have the Mickey Newman glasses on today. Um, uh how many players uh, we we'll love to get back in contact with? Douglas. Yeah, he
0: he didn't say he was very vague about. It, so I, I'll like, I'll have to get some stipulations from him. We might work on it for next week. Yeah, you,
1: you, you like because then you could end up playing picking somebody's right foot, somebody's left foot, somebody. Mm. Arm, somebody's right arm, you know, head, and ability, strength, and whatever. They go and Mulligan could go in there as well. You know, there's a lot. And then Peter Canavan as well. Um, Ollie Murphy, Jesus, Brian Stafford, like this. This is way for his free kicking ability. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Andy Smith, the aforementioned Andy Smith, just said Congress with the three astonished faces. You know, the mouth open, just like.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. That emoji, yeah. Uh, do it again there, David. <laughs> um, yeah, it's in it. look, again, some of the things, you know, that Congress passed are, are grand. There's a couple of them that are bizarre. Um, mm. Joint captains. Um, but on the most part, I think pretty much everything's all right like in the split season, while we would have loved to see it the other way around. And... Um, Disappointing, uh, but at least we at least we know there's a structure there for the year, um, for for club county.
0: Owen Gibbs said Darren Beryl to solve Meads goalkeeping
1: issues. Right, well, he is a fantastic goalkeeper. You up and down is one of the best in the county. Yeah, uh, what age is he at this stage? Now he, he'd
0: be in his mid to late twenties. That's all. Like for yeah. a goalkeeper, that's not old at yeah, all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you know he, he could be a good option? Um, but then again, we've got Mr. Corcoran, he's not playing soccer.
0: Well, do we? Because Joe McQueenie said Fergal Lynch is now saying Jimmy Corcoran not playing GA, Neffet costing us our keeper.
1: Neffet costing us our keeper. Oh, I think great. he
0: must mean that Neffet are allowing elite sport to continue with soccer being included oh, okay. in that yeah, and yeah, GA yeah. not. So, but, but
1: look at uh, 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 what I, 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 I like. But but that comment that Neffet has costing us or keeper I,
0: I think it's a, it's a bit tongue in cheek now to be fair. Yeah, but.
1: yeah, but exactly. But it's a, like that was the, the GEA made that call with the government that they weren't elite and, and, and that's hundred percent. But like, yeah, look it remains to be seen. We'll see you come the summer. Soccer. Yeah, I, 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 I
0: exactly I don't think that's that ship has particularly sailed now, to be honest with you. I, I you know, he was involved up until this week um, and if something changed something changed but his intention was that he would only have to train once a week with Wexford and that the vast majority of the games would be on the Friday night so that he was hoping to do both so and he's obviously an under 20 and he's only got 19 so like I think we should try and you know kind of lay off and let him just he's a young fella and let him do what he can do for the next while and we'll just see as you say what happens in the summer Mick yeah yeah um, Robert Perfield said, "Well deserved award for Vicky Wall,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, um, you know she's been awesome, and just she could could have easily taken the Goal of the Year award as well. I'd say the reason why she didn't get the Goal of the Year award was because it was intermediate level, um, and I'd say that's the only thing that went against her because the the, the it was such a big goal, huge part of the uh, the winning of that final, and um, it was." the the catalyst to me pushing on in that game and um, they really got the bit between their teeth after that like it was huge it was it was a monumental score but and like Macken's goal was a good goal but it was against Dublin in the semi-final and of the yeah she well deserving of her intermediate player of the year award though. <laughs> I'm just fair I thought it was a fantastic goal
0: Paddy Stapleton, finally, PS tapes. Um, if you could marry a man, <laughs> who would you marry and why would it be Giroux?
1: <laughs> that question is to you, Davy Respin.
0: Well, look at I I would, yeah, Giroux would be the one um for obvious reasons. Um, but
1: I'm not sure he would be for so, you. Mickey. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For obvious reasons. Can you explain, please?
0: The man, the man is just He's just a legend, Mickey. The the things he can do with a football, um, absolutely sensational. I I don't have much gra for players that leave Arsenal, right? And particularly when the joint rival clubs, I RVP and Alexis Sanchez and Cesc Fabregas and a couple of other players who have Nasri, they've all kind of left us the of the years.
1: They but, wanted to better themselves,
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> potentially. Um. But with, with Olivier Giroud, like I I think he was probably a little bit unlucky in the sense that when Pierre Aubameyang came into the Arsenal team, he had to move on to be part of the deal with Batchway going to Brucey Dortmund. There was a whole chain of events. But even now, I'm delighted to see him succeed and score great goals. He's he's a top top striker, completely underrated. Got awful stick for years, but he continues to maintain his excellence, and he's France's second all time. Top scorer, and if he, I think he's seven goals away from overtaking the record there, which would be just sensational. Over fifty goals for France, total, total baller.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, don't fully agree with all that. Um, what do you uh, not agree with? All of that, basically. Uh, <laughs> the total, total, total baller. I don't even, look. He's a good player, good striker. He's not a great striker. He's not. He's not top notch. Um, he is far again today. Um, okay, he's got a nice overhead during the week. That just fell kindly for him. Uh, he's a worker. He's a worker, and the whole lot. Like, um, and I do like, I do admire that about him. But I, I wouldn't put him down. He's nowhere near as good as some of the strikers that Arsenal have had in the past. Your Berkmans and your team, oh no, no, no. But your, he's you're, still, you're he's
0: still a, he's a, a very, very, very good player. Probably Van
1: Persie's and all that. No, he'd he'd be he'd be a second striker in a good club, like you know.
0: Well, he's he's at the first striker with Chelsea at the minute, but um, yeah, no, anyway, thinking a, back
1: a, back to the question. But I said right? a good club. I said a good club.
0: He's he's my pick. Who would yeah. you marry and why?
1: Who would I marry and why? Am I allowed to pick you, Davy Rispin? No, nope. oh, um, I I'd, I'd refrain from that now. <laughs> uh, who would be my my ah look? It's probably uh, Matthew McConaughey. Or, uh, oh, yeah, or Brad Pitt, they're two cool dudes. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I they are, mind, they are to be fair. Would, sure. I wouldn't mind being Maggie McConaughey's bitch. I've
0: got a vision, and I can never <laughs> ever uh, see
1: that. But, Stable we want to thank you for your contribution. It always, a uh, uh, Written this up towards the end of the podcast. But poor Davy Rispin has left him with a vision he'll never get out of his head. Remember we are me Why it matters more.